this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. So we are going to continue by exploring some of the most beloved parables that Jesus ever told. And today we have a story that I'm sure you've heard. It's called the story of the Good Samaritan. And the problem is, is that sometimes stories like these are so well known, so beloved, that we can sort of forget how they came to be in the first place. And this story was told because a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Now I thought about inserting a little lawyer joke here about lawyers testing Jesus, but then I decided not to because this story, maybe if this lawyer had done it, we would not have this amazing story. It's in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 25, and I invite you to read along with me. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read here? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer, do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them, and then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spent. Which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. So the lawyer asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This is his test to Jesus. Give me your answer. And like any good rabbi, Jesus answers his question with a question. What do you think? What do you see there? It's that old joke of the guy who was a member of a synagogue and asked his rabbi, why do rabbis like to answer questions with questions? And the rabbi said, why do you think rabbis like to answer questions with questions? 
This lawyer wants to know, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus asks, what do you read in the Torah? What do you see there? And the man quotes from Leviticus 19.18. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, we Christians often wrongfully assume that Jesus came up with this love your neighbor self stuff all on, your, on his own. But it's not. It's Torah. It's from his own tradition. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, good answer. Do this and you will live. But you know lawyers. Do you know lawyers? He wants to know. The terms are too loose. The definitions are not specific enough. He wants some boundaries here. He wants to make sure all the loopholes are covered. And so he says, well, who is my neighbor? Now, he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? But we all know what he's really asking is who is not my neighbor? Who don't I have to care about? Where can I draw the line of care and not care? Who's not really my neighbor? And Jesus responds by telling this lawyer a story. And I thought, well, since this story is so familiar to all of us, that I would give you my own updated version of the story. So hang with me here, because here's what I see. There was a man working down the road at the hospital, a double shift. He'd just gotten off. It was about 3, 4 a.m. He was tired. He's exhausted. He's driving home in the dark of night. When his car breaks down, he pulls over on the side of the road. He's got the hood up, trying to figure out what's going on. When a car pulls up, some guys get out, they jump him, they beat him, they rob him, they take his phone, his wallet, they nearly kill him and leave him in the ditch for dead. And it's late Saturday night and he's laying there. And a few hours later, on her way to church, really fine church, do you know it? First Christian church proud historic congregation on the north end of town and she's driving there and she sees what she thinks is a man there by a broke down car and she slows down she gets a really good look but you know this could be a trap some sort of scam who knows you know one time and true story one time uh, she was pulled over on the side of the road with her blinkers on and everything, and somebody veered off and hit her in the car. So she does not take lightly pulling off on the side of the road. No, she just thinks God bless you and keeps on going. She's got to get her act together for Sunday morning. Well, a couple hours later, church elder headed to the early service to be there to pray over the communion table that morning, and he sees him. It's a man. It's, it's a man lying there. But you know what? I bet it's like some drunk guy sleeping off. You know, it's not his family, not his son. Maybe a scam. Maybe he's homeless. He just keeps on going. God bless you. And then, not long after the elder passes him by, the man sees him. 
He pulls over quickly. He takes off his shirt and, and uses it to wipe off his blood. And he calls 911 and he waits with them while the ambulance come. And he tells them it's going to be okay. And when they load him up in the ambulance, he follows the ambulance to the hospital. And when he gets to the hospital, you'll never believe what this guy does. He says, send me the bill. I just want to make sure this man gets the medical help he needs. Send me the bill. And he sits there by the hospital bedside and he waits with them while he's unconscious. And when he finally has to go into work, he says, I'll be back to check on him. Who is he? Who is that guy? As I have reimagined this story in my mind, I had to stop and wonder when I got to the Samaritan. The first part's easy. In Jesus' story, it's a priest that passed him by. Well, priests are the people that did the temple rituals, the ones that wore the robes. Yeah, I know the priest is. I can point the finger at myself on that one. The second person was a Levite, and Levites assisted in the temple. They, were, they took faith seriously. They were faithful leaders in their community. Church elder, yeah, that fits. But who should the Samaritan be? When Jesus started telling this story, the lawyer and everyone listening would have recognized a familiar format. Sort of like if I say, hey, a priest and a rabbi and uh, a lawyer walk into a bar, you know what you're about to hear. And so when Jesus says, a priest sees a man that's hurt on the road and keeps walking, a Levite sees a man that's hurt on the road and keeps walking. Oh, they're waiting for the punchline. And you know who they expected the hero of the story to be? Him. The guy with all the right answers. At least someone like him. Someone that looked like him, thought like him, ate like him, worshipped like him, looked like him. A good, faithful Israelite. And Jesus turns it upside down. The hero is a Samaritan. A Samaritan. We have to remember there was no such thing as a good Samaritan to this lawyer. Samaritans were enemies to the Jews. They were considered religious heretics. They didn't worship like them. They didn't live together. And any self-respecting Jew would have nothing to do with them. In fact, not long before Jesus tells this story, Jesus and the disciples are not welcome in a Samaritan village. It seems that the feeling was mutual. Samaritans didn't like Jews. Jews didn't like Samaritans. And so when we call it Good Samaritan, that lawyer, he didn't think Good Samaritan. In fact, if you notice, when Jesus asked him, who is the one of these three that was a neighbor to the man that was robbed, he says, the one who showed him mercy. It's like he can't even say the word, Samaritan. Reverend Martin Luther King really loved the Good Samaritan. He talked about it a lot in his speeches. And one of the things that he said is that the difference is the questions that the priest and the Levite probably asked themselves versus the Samaritan. He said, the priest and the Levite probably asked themselves, if I stop to help this man, what's going to happen to me? Where the Samaritan asked himself, if I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? Because at the end of the day, 
A neighbor is someone who crosses to the other side of the road for someone, who shows care, who shows love, who risks something to help someone. That's what it is to be a neighbor in this story. The minister keeps on going. She's got to get ready for Sunday morning. She needs all the help she can get. The Levite, yeah, not his problem. Not his son, not his father. He keeps on going. The Samaritan, the Samaritan stops. And you know, I'll just say it, the priest and the Levite, they were faithful people. They knew their Bible front and back. They could quote scripture. They could pray for you. But sometimes you can know all the right answers and still fail the test. So who's the Samaritan? Who's the Samaritan? Can you all help me finish the story today? Who should the Samaritan be? And I was thinking about this because I think to figure that out for us in this story today, then we have to put ourselves in the place in the story that we don't want to be. We have to imagine ourselves as the person in the ditch, the one hurt and left for dead and hoping beyond hope somebody's going to stop to help you. Now, imagine with me the last person on earth you'd expect to see you stop and help. The last person you'd expect to come lend a hand for you. And if you just can't think of who that could be, then just ask yourself, who in the world would you just sort of hate to have to thank for saving your life? And that's the Samaritan. Jesus made a hero of the Samaritan. The hero the lawyer must have been aghast, a hero. He wanted a boundary. He wanted a line in the sand. And according to this story, you can't tell who your neighbor is by religion, language, culture, background. The neighbor is the one who shows mercy. Mercy. It is as simple and as hard as that. But you heard him. Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Amen.